from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. It's actually possible that the Aaron Rodgers Marathon is one step closer to a finish line. And according to our reports, according to Diana Rossini, that finish line actually could lead to Aaron Rodgers being QB1 of the New York Jets, Jets, Jets. The question is, how long can they wait to get a final answer? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we have all sorts of news to get into. Trust me, we will get into Kevin Durant, his injury last night. If you haven't seen it, we'll talk about it. What does it mean for the Suns? Obviously, we're going to continue to break down Lamar Jackson. We just got breaking news from Adam Schefter just minutes ago. I want to get your thoughts on this before we get to Aaron Rodgers, Harry. This is the tweet. There's a real possibility that the Vikings and Adam Thielen will part ways in the coming days, allowing the two-time Pro Bowl wide receiver to become a free agent. The two sides will talk in the coming days, but his time in Minnesota Minnesota could be coming to an end. Whenever I see news on a wide receiver, I got to ask my wide receiver, HD Adam Thielen, can he still go out there and be that guy to you? Well, I don't think he's going to go out there and be a number one. I think he could be a number two, a number three guy. You look at the Minnesota Vikings, um, you look at Justin Jefferson being the number one. He was the best receiver in the league. The emergence of KJ Osborne has really opened some eyes in Minnesota. And it's probably one of the things that led to, you know, this conversation being had at the moment. Well, and this isn't the only breaking news. Obviously, like I said, we're going to keep you updated on everything, but we do have a trade. The Jets have sent 2024 seventh-round pick to the Ravens in exchange for safety Chuck Clark per league sources. It's agreed to. Can't be processed until Wednesday. So Chuck Clark uh, was just acquired, and that's something I know you're also excited about, Harry. Yeah, I love this move for the Jets, and Robert Sala understands that defense means everything. Uh, I can understand the Baltimore Ravens, right? They brought in Marcus Williams free agent-wise. Also, they drafted Kyle Hamilton, those two guys play very well so you trade Chuck Clark and I think this is a great addition to the defense uh, of the Jets that was top five last year in 2022. I can promise you over the course of the next three hours news will break in the NFL because we are at that time of the year. I can also promise you that every single piece of it that we get we will keep you updated on but the big news that came into today is it looks like the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are close to getting something done. It looks like it is at least pushing forward. And Adam Schefter said this, ESPN senior NFL insider on the 6 p.m. Sports Center about the challenges the Jets and Rodgers are facing when it comes to getting a deal done. There's a lot that has to happen before he would become the quarterback of the New York Jets. Now, at this point in time, they are the most likely suitor, the most logical landing spot, but Aaron Rodgers still has to decide that he wants to play when he's been considering retiring once he came out of the darkness. So there are a whole host of issues that have to take place before Jets fans can start thinking about number 12 as their new quarterback. The part of that there that really hits me here is talking about coming out of the darkness, right? And you come out of the (laughs) darkness with clarity and you know whether or not you want to play. But if you're the Jets, like, 
It's cool. You went out. You sent your jet out there. You you flew. You flew out there. You gave him the steak dinner of his life. You talked to him about whatever you want to talk to. You got all the darkness retreat conversation you could ever want. But at some point, you want to be patient, and respectful of the space he needs to make a very personal decision. But you also can't be that patient because last time I checked, legal tampering, essentially as they call it in the NFL, opens on Monday. So all of a sudden, if you're the Jets, you are going to have to at least have some eye on who your quarterback is going to be starting on Monday. It's not like. Aaron Rodgers, from the Jets' standpoint, could just take a month to figure out what he wants to do. And Fitz, I would say in about 99.9% cases, you know, when people say patience is a virtue, my mama taught me that growing up. In this case for the New York Jets, it's not. You can't be patient. And yes, you're going to be mindful of, of Aaron Rodgers in his time, but you need to push the envelope and see exactly what he wants to do, what he's looking forward to doing, his mindset, see where he is as an individual. But I, I, I got to give a shout out to Woody Johnson, man. Him and Joe Douglas, they're trying to get this thing done so the Jets can move in a different direction that they were hindered in a season ago. Do you think when your name is Woody and you wear a cowboy hat coming off the Jets? There's a dress, snake in my boot. Do you, do you think that, that like they play the theme to Toy Story every time that happens? Like I just feel like Woody Johnson definitely gets like, you know, there's there's a little piano music rolling. We get a little Toy Story. Hey, but you, you're talking about an owner that's being aggressive and, you know, getting on that jet trying to go get a guy that he thinks that can put this football team over the edge. We know what that defense was last year. We've seen the lack of uh, quarterback play for the Jets a, a season ago. So his mindset is we can't have that two years in a row. We need to go out there and get Aaron Rodgers and get him now. Isn't that what it, there every There seems famous... to be no sign of intelligent life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Buzz. Shouldn't, shouldn't, at the end of the day, shouldn't every team want their owner to be as aggressive as possible to get the best talent around them? Like, I, I'm never going to fault a team for looking out at the market and saying, my God, like you and I over the course of the next several hours will have plenty of debates on Aaron Rodgers. But at some point, if you're the Jets, you're looking around and saying, well, we got to be aggressive. And we got to be aggressive right now because we got to get ahead of this. Remembering, not only do you have to figure out, if you've got to convince Aaron Rodgers he wants to play. You got to convince Aaron Rodgers he wants to play with the Jets. Then you're going to have to go to the Packers and you're going to have to convince the Packers that your trade compensation is enough. Whatever that is, is going to have to be enough. And then the Packers are going to have to be comfortable with whatever that looks like. Everybody's going to have to sit down by the campfire saying kumbaya together, and then it gets done. Like, this is not as simple as you texting me and being like, hey, man, you want to hit the gym? Yep, sure do. All right, <laughs> let's go. Like, there's a lot more layers to that. Well, I would say you, you, you listen to things from the Packers side of things, and and you say to yourself, you know what? They they sound like they kind of want to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they don't want to feel they don't feel like dealing with this, you know, all the extra stuff anymore moving forward. But then you also see the Jets side and how aggressive they they, they are. And oh, if Aaron Rodgers was able to even reach a Super Bowl, what it would mean to that organization and those fans and that owner and Woody Johnson. Uh, so so you're gonna do everything in your power to try to go get that quarterback. And if you're Green Bay. You, you, you have to make sure the compensation is warranted and the compensation is right for your football team. Now the Green Bay Packers can start building with the young pieces that they have across the board. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max and talked about specifically what the Packers are looking for and why it might not be out of this world. From the Jets' perspective, they have done everything they possibly could do to line this up. I'm interested to see, I don't know the details of what a contract would look like, but you have to mm. figure that's probably a very big part of this Right. Uh, in terms of compensation with the Green Bay Packers. I was told that the Packers weren't in this looking for the moon and the stars, that they're being very fair about this with the Jets. But the contract, I think, is going to be the element of this that 
if it were to come together, will probably be the most interesting part of this. But but knowing that ownership is all in, um, you have to figure these are the things that usually work out when, when, when ownership wants something this badly. One, uh, one group of reports has said that part of that contract is that, frankly, the Jets don't want to pay the full salary. They want the Packers to pay some of this $60 million salary. And those are the sorts of things. You know, I, I made the joke last week as we were talking to somebody about, you know, what are negotiations really like? You sit across from the table and you're like, well, I think I'm worth this. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, I, well, this is more complicated because it's it's a matter of well, what do you want in return and how much are you willing to give us? Not just the player, but what are we doing with the contract? These are all complications. And as you and I have said several times, for one day, the Jets would have to have the space to acquire him too. So the Jets have a lot of maneuvering they have to do and the Packers could have some money that they have to decide. Like, you've really got to want out of Aaron Rodgers. If you're willing to take a bigger cap hit space, yes. you're willing to write checks for somebody just to not be on your roster and you're willing to start somebody that you have no proof of concept with just because you don't want to start him anymore. And the Packers Ooh. may be there, but that's a lot to ask. They say, I'm tired, boss. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> They tied to the, the antics. And I will say this, though. If, if you're the Jets, one of the things you also want to look at moving forward is how many years are you getting Aaron Rodgers for? Can, can, you know, can two years be guaranteed in this deal? Because it would be crazy for you to make all these, uh, uh, cross all these hurdles and, and make all these moves and you got them for one year. Well, if you're the Jets and you win a Super Bowl, anything is worth it. And I hear that from Jets fans. <laughs> but you're 1,000% right. I will echo the sentiment we said a couple of days ago then when, when uh, our buddy Mark was working the board at the time. And he said, you know, as a Jets fan, he said, I got to get two years. How the hell can you count on anything from Aaron Rodgers? You can't. Like, the only thing you know from Aaron Rodgers is that he's going to play for you as long as he feels like playing for you. And when he doesn't want to play for you anymore, he's not going to play for you. Like, that's all you know. And and that, like, if you're willing to take that calculated risk, there is a real question about risk versus reward and what that reward looks like short-term and long-term. Well, well, I will say this. He just went to the darkness this offseason. Well, hell, we don't know next year. He may want to go to the moon. He may want to put on, a, you know, one of those astronaut suits and, and go to the moon. That'd be so cool. I think that's cool. the next thing in line. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, isn't it Elon that has, like, the spaceships to go up to the moon? Like, there's no way that Aaron Rodgers would it, uh, Maybe that. Jeff uh, Bezos. Oh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. My bad. All right, it's Bezos. Yeah. To uh, infinity and beyond. Oh, look, see? <laughs> the, the Toy Story. Evan's back, which means uh, the Toy Story analogies. By the way, if you're watching this in the ESPN app, like, uh, Harry, I love it. What, what is it? Like, it's a hoodie, short sleeve hoodie. I don't know exactly what color well, I'm supposed it, to call it. It was long sleeve, and I just cut the sleeves off of it. Oh man, I was I was yeah. looking at it, thinking my guy looks jacked right now. Like you just looks like looks like you did shoulders today. See, looks my like, pet got my got my pecs out. I just have broad shoulders. Period. Though. Okay, suns out, got guns the pecs out. out like a little bit. Got the, got the pecs out a little bit. Man, by the time we hit curls summer, for the girls, my, is that what they say? Uh, curls uh, for the girls. Uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't know. Look at look at my size. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that to me at all. I will. By the time we get to summer, I don't know. We might just be tank tops only on this show. Like there's just Uh-oh. a lot. A lot of beef happening here. All right. Uh, at some point, there's a lot of conversation about the Jets. And obviously, we're keeping an eye on why they need an answer by Monday because Monday is when legal tampering opens. So if they want a different quarterback, they're going to need if they're even, they're going to need to know if they're even in the market. We'll break down what that means, not just for Aaron Rodgers, but frankly, for Lamar Jackson next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
Breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Ravens have placed the non-exclusive tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. This is more than just about money. The relationship between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson isn't a relationship that is in a good place. They're saying, all right, we can't find compromise, so you go ahead and see if that deal's out there. And if it is, and you come back to us, you know, maybe we'll match it. Maybe we'll say, you know, you were right, we were wrong, and come back to us and everything will be fine. As we seem to get closer and closer to the possibility that Aaron Rodgers ends up a New York Jet, the question is, how does it impact Lamar Jackson? And the answer might surprise you. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry in there dancing, showing off the broad shoulder moves. Little like, shoulder lean, little shoulder lean. Little sh- like, you know I'm here in Atlanta, baby. Little shoulder lean. You do it, it looks cool. I do it, it looks like the like a weeble wobble, maybe? Or like those like you know, those uh, like car dealership like snake things that are out there that are like inflatable. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I look like when I do it. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And look, we were just talking about the decision. Aaron Rodgers needs to make. And and let me be clear that it's Aaron Rodgers' decision, right? Like, he needs to decide if he's going to play football at all. Like, that's step number one. But what's interesting to me is if you're the Jets, you're sitting around and you're a little puckered up because Monday starts what they call legal tampering. No free agent can be signed until Wednesday at 4 p.m. But the NFL has opened up a 48-hour negotiation window, which is laughable to me because deals will be reached, but they can't be official until Wednesday at 4 p.m. So knowing that and knowing that the Jets don't want to be left behind in any of these conversations, and if if you can start having a conversation, for example, with Jimmy G at 4 p.m. on Monday – the, the Jets may need to be a part of that. Well, one name is is Lamar here because obviously Lamar, non-exclusive franchise tendered, means he can talk to any team and they can start making offers Wednesday. You know, he can pick another team that he signs with and the Ravens have a chance to offer it. I can't figure out, and I'll lean to you, Harry, as somebody that played the game. Like, I have a hard time wrapping my head around how the ego of Lamar Jackson will feel if he's sitting here waiting, waiting, and the Jets are thinking, well, you know, stand over on the corner, let me slow dance here for a minute. And if I don't like this one, then I'll come over and hang out with you. Like, it just, does he really want to be the second choice of an organization while he's sitting around waiting for his first big crack at that massive payday? Well, it is kind of dicey because when you look at the Jets and how they pursued Aaron Rodgers and you say, okay, but why wouldn't they pursue Lamar Jackson like that? It's not that black and white. We got to understand that the Baltimore Ravens can match anything um, that whatever team, let's just say in this case, it's the Jets, that the Jets may present, right? So, no, you're not going to put all your marbles in going to get Lamar Jackson. And as, as far as Lamar, you know, letting his pride get in the way, I don't think so. As long as the Jets are talking um, – a, a sense of money that that he's comfortable with? No, I don't think his I don't think his pride would get in the way at all. So I think if the Jets 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 offered him a, a nice deal and the Baltimore Ravens didn't match it, he he listen he's gonna feel comfortable and go out there and play at a high level. Plus he's gonna look at oh my goodness I have Garrett Wilson, I have Corey Davis, I have Elijah Moore, I have offensive weapons. I have wide receivers that I can throw to and that can go out there and make plays time and time again. Lamar Jackson will be happy as hell. Uh, And I want to echo this again. I'm going to say this literally every day until we get somewhere with Lamar Jackson. Because he doesn't have an agent, that means he doesn't have anybody leaking news on his behalf. And an agent buddy of mine said years ago, we talked a little about this yesterday and how it could impact the conversation, but an agent buddy of mine told me years ago, 
source who benefits from a leak and you know who leaked the story, right? So when you do this in this example, all of these teams that aren't interested, well, boy, it sure drives down his value. Who do you think leaked that? The teams, the Ravens, or Lamar? Definitely not Lamar, right? All of these places that are just, oh, all he wants is a fully guaranteed record-setting contract, which, by the way, we've actually never heard from Lamar's side. Like Everything that we've heard that paints this as an impossible situation around Lamar Jackson has to be leaked from somewhere. Why would it be leaked from Lamar's camp? And because he doesn't have an agent that's countering those with leaks of their own, all we get is one side of this entire truth, right? So there is a part to me, which is why I don't believe any of the immediate reports that teams are simply out. How can you be out on somebody that you haven't even had the time or the opportunity to talk to? There's no way that a team is out on Lamar without at least calling him and saying, hey, question for you. What are you really looking for? What do you want? What is it that will excite you? Like, that's a real conversation that if you don't have that conversation with Lamar and you don't have a quarterback, that's just outright irresponsible because you at least, you would always reach out. Tell me if I'm wrong, Harry, but you a team would always at least reach out to the agent of a player they really wanted just to see where they were in the ballpark of terms. Yeah, majority of them would. Would. But that's the part that I think that's weird in this whole ordeal to me is that what, what, well, from what we know, the Baltimore Ravens offer Lamar Jackson guaranteed money, $133 million, right? So who's to say if, let's just hypothetically say the Jets offer him $200 million, and we can't just sit up here and say that the Baltimore Ravens would match that because if they're at 133 and then we're talking about two, $200 million, I, that's a significant, uh, a big significant jump. In, in millions of dollars um, being, being on the table right there. Who's to say Lamar Jackson is going to say, you know what? No, I don't want that. We don't know. And that, I think that's another uh, dicey part about this whole conversation is that we don't 100% know what Lamar is comfortable with and where Lamar really wants to be at. And that's why, in my mind, teams are at least going to look out. They're at least going to turn around and they're going to make the. Uh, they're going to make a pitch. It makes no sense uh, to not make a pitch. The one thing that also makes this complicated is that there is a time frame here where you get to match the offer. So one of the complications that you really have to keep in mind if somebody wants to sign Lamar is that when they make that offer to Lamar, they the other team has five days. To turn around and correct me if I'm wrong, Evan. It is five days, correct? Yeah. So uh, the other team has five days. So if, if for example, my beloved Raiders make a massive contract offer to Lamar Jackson, the Raven on Monday, uh, which we can't really be real until Wednesday, uh, the Ravens would then have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They'd have till Sunday to decide if they're going to match it. In the meantime, you can't go sign Jimmy G. You can't go sign anybody else. You can't even have a backup plan because you don't know what kind of money you're going to have to spend because you just spent all your money on your quarterback. I mean, these. These are the complications that make it far more difficult than just saying, well, I'm in or I'm out. There are layered nuance. There is layered nuance to this. And Harry, any report that makes it sound simple, I think is absolute, completely BS because nothing about this can be simple. No, it's not that simple. It's not that simple at all. But uh, I just say, man, at the end of the day, I want Lamar to be compensated um, respectfully. Because I don't think if, you know, and, and, it's, and it's all here. Say, well, do we 100% know? We're going by what we're hearing, right? If Ravens offered $133 million, I think that's the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. Uh, one of them. 
It has to definitely has to be top five because I think he has uh, exceeded that with his play. Also, being the face of that franchise, I just hope that, uh, for Lamar's sakes that, that that things get done because I am a former player and I'm going to be on their side more so than I'm going to be on any team side. I want Lamar Jackson to get his money and I want him to be happy and I also want him to go out there and ball out and, and show everyone else who are claiming at the moment that they that they don't want to have anything to do with Lamar Jackson or pursuing him. That they should have. Look, I'm, I'm just a fan. And as a fan that sits in front of a microphone, and I, I say to people all the time, I don't think even even somebody as respected as Greeny, I don't think there's a bigger fan at ESPN Radio. I am here because of my fandom. As a fan, man, I want the best players to have the opportunity to shine to be the best that they can be. Why? Because it makes my job more fun. It makes being a football fan more fun. I would love for that to happen for my beloved Raiders just one time in my damn life. But in the in the meantime, <laughs> I still want great players to go out and have the opportunity to shine. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly 700 bucks on average. Call or click today. Find out if they can save you hundreds on your car insurance. We will continue to get you all of the breaking news because it's constant in the NFL. But coming up... An NBA title contender may have lost their best player for the remainder of the regular season, and it doesn't concern me at all. I'll tell you why next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Kevin Durant's played only three games since being acquired by the Suns, and now his latest injury has put his Phoenix home debut on hold again. Breaking Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. I'm Christine Lisi, breaking news from baseball. Yankees lefty Carlos Rodon, the team's prized free agent signing, will start the season on the injured list due to a left forearm strain. He'll be reevaluated in 7 to 10 days. That is a significant blow to an already shorthanded New York rotation. Kansas basketball coach Bill Self will not coach in today's Big 12 quarterfinals game due to an illness. Assistant Norm Roberts serves as interim coach. First round of the Players' Championship rolls on, streaming live on ESPN+. Colin Morikawa at the top of the leaderboard. The Jets become more confident in their chances of landing Aaron Rodgers, according to ESPN's Diana Rossini. Their increasing optimism follows this week's meeting between Jets Brass and the Packers quarterback in California. Green Bay and New York do remain engaged in conversations about possible trade compensation. It was a night that was supposed to be exciting for Suns fans with KD set to make his debut at home for Phoenix. But before the game even tipped off, things went wildly wrong for the superstar and the franchise. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Harry, there are a few times in my life that I have ever seen something where I immediately thought, yep. Whoever's responsible for that probably just left. Like, there was a moment where if you were watching last night, KD was warming up, as all NBA players do. He makes a very simple move to the basket, as all NBA players do. And all of a sudden, as he's close to the rim, he slips. And it looks almost like when somebody's sort of slipping and falling down the stairs, that sort of a weird slip, sprains his ankle pregame because there was a wet spot on the floor. And I just keep thinking about whoever had the mop, whoever had, like, the, the squeegee, whoever's got the little towels. That's where you just put a cap on as 
slow as you can, and you just turn around, <laughs> you grab your things, and you say, thank you so much. I've enjoyed my time here. I shall see myself out, good sir. Because at the end of the day, a truly unexpected twist in this, and now we just await the MRI results that will come from what looks like right now a sprained ankle. Well, I will say this. In all fairness, I'm not going I don't, to – I don't know if it was a 100% a wet spot on the floor – um, but it did look like Kevin Durant sprain. He rolled his left ankle, um, and it looked pretty bad. But hopefully he's not out for a very, very long time. And if it, he is out for a very, very long time, here, here's why it's important for the Phoenix Suns. Um, do I think they're going to be able to make a, a championship run without Kevin Durant? No, none whatsoever. But right now they're sitting in the fourth seed. And with Kevin Durant on that team out there playing um, consistently – I had them having the opportunity to get to the two seed. Right now, they're only two games out of that two seed, and it looked very feasible. Now it doesn't in my eyes. But they're also flirting with a play-in situation, and I don't think you want to flirt with danger in that manner because anything can happen in that case and, and, and things like that. Plus, you don't, want the, you don't want to have to play extra games if you don't have to, especially knowing Kevin Durant's injury history, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker as well. I would also say this. You look at the rest of the regular season. They have the Sacramento Kings twice. They have the Denver Nuggets twice. They have the Lakers twice. They have the Milwaukee Bucks once, the Sixers once, and the Warriors uh, once. Now, lucky Ooh. for them, the Warriors game is going to be at home, and we know how the Warriors have stunk up the plays on the road. So that's, that's lucky for the Phoenix Suns. But you still got to go out there and play because Steph Curry is back. So I just mentioned a lot of games right there. That you're, The Phoenix Suns are still fighting for, their, fight, fight, fight for a, a hell of a spot right now in the NBA. You can't just say, you know what, hey, the Phoenix Suns, they're going to be in this spot. No, you can't count on that. you got to go out there and play games at a very, very high level. In the Sacramento Kings, where they're playing basketball right now, uh, teams better be nervous about them because they have youth on their side as well. I love everything you just said, and it all makes so much sense. But the first thing I did when I saw the injury was I went out to my betting app and I put more money on the Suns to go to the NBA Finals. Why? Because it's looked so easy so far. And you're right. I mean, I, I will admit my hypocrisy because I sat with you when we talked about the Lakers a few weeks ago, and I said, well, banking on AD and LeBron to be healthy is like banking on a scratch-off lottery ticket to pay your mortgage. Maybe we can start saying the same thing. Obviously, KD has had his own slew of health issues. So certainly it is hypocritical for me not to be concerned. That being said... In what little sample size we have, it just looks so good. It just looks so good. Like, you know, there, there's just a moment where, you know me and my, my sweet tooth, like when I walk into a restaurant, I immediately, like if I walk into, even like a diner, you walk into like a good old-fashioned diner, and what they always have is they have like the little dessert thing that's like in the glass case, right, as you're walking by, right? The minute I see that dessert, the whole meal, all I'm thinking about is the dessert. I'm thinking about that cake that I saw that's like 18 layers high that you know somebody's grandma made that's like a homemade recipe, and the whole time I'm eating, I'm I'm thinking I want that cake. That's where I am with the Suns at this point. Like I walked past the, 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 the I saw the beautiful piece of cake that is known as this Suns roster together. And now while I got to eat my, my grilled cheese sandwich and my fries and have a good time, that's fine. I want that cake and I'm going to get that cake in the playoffs. And I believe that cake is going to be unbeatable in the playoffs. So I'm not concerned. While I say that, I think I'm also convincing myself of it though, Harry, because you are right. Like <laughs> the one thing you said is the Suns didn't want to get the Warriors in the first round. And I feel Worse and worse about that with this injury. Well, and I will, I will also say, though, when it, when it comes to this team, when they first were acquired, acquired I said, these guys got to be healthy as well. Because mm -hmm. they have it. And you look at all Kevin Durant's uh, injuries since 2019, they've been all lower body injuries. 
And that's just at, at, at a certain point that becomes taxing. And I hope that he can get to a point to where, he, you know, he's healthy and don't have to worry about injuries going into the playoffs. But I think all of us would love to see a healthy Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns out there balling out and making plays. Because right now in the three games that he's played with the Suns, he's averaging 26.6 points per game. And the game comes to him easy. And I mean easy peasy. And it's like he's barely even trying, but that speaks to the skill set of Kevin Durant. Also, his basketball mind and his high IQ. I'm just saying, right now I have a slightly uncomfortable amount of cash on the Suns mm. and the Bucks to do represent mind, the respective conferences. I mean, it's, 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 it's out there. I'm, you know, I, I'm just saying. What would there. it win you? What would it win you? Did you pick the Suns to win it? Uh, I No, I I went smart. I just picked to get to the finals. So if I get a bucks suns matchup in the finals, mm-hmm. I could take a – I'll say this. I could take a few days down to an all-inclusive in Mexico, have myself Ooh. a good old time. I'm just saying. I'm just – I'm riding. <laughs> Ever since the well, Super well, Bowl, since, I'm out here riding. I'm just, well, since just, you're in Mexico, would you would you have uh, tequila uh, multiple nights here there? Yeah, I mean, no. Nah, I, I, well, okay. I mean, you're coming with me, right? Like, it's all I was about to say, I mean, are you going to invite your boy? I mean, I mean what are we doing here? A show outing? Like, I mean, we'll just, <laughs> can we take the Comrex to the swim up bar at the pool and just like sit there and do the radio show from the bar in in, in the pool that's in the Mexico? Beauty. That's the beauty of the Comrex, that we can take it any and everywhere and do our show right out there at the pool, looking over the water. And that's it. Just looking over the water. Yeah, I, see, I my think wife that, is listening. Just I, looking over the water. I, 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 well, she can come too. She can come too. No, that's fine. Uh, I like. I got any power to tell your wife what she. Your wife's gonna look at me and be like, "I'm coming." And I'm gonna be like, "Yes, ma'am." Uh, this is what Monty Williams, by the way, Suns head coach, said at his press conference about KD and the ankle injury. He's out there working his tail off, getting ready for the game, and he twists his ankle. So I mean, you can't get frustrated about that. It's just it's life. I feel bad for him because he feels bad. He feels like, you know, I saw his face and I've, I've been around him so many times. I, I know what he's feeling. I don't want him feeling that way at all. Our group has adapted to a number of things all year long from the summer until now. And um, this is no different. So we'll do our best to get him healthy and get him back out there on the floor. Monty Williams, not wrong about that. The Suns, the one thing constant this year for Phoenix has been change. It feels like uh, all year long. KD was not the only concerning injury in the NBA last night. We'll give you other superstar news next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Oh, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I'm telling you, this song gives me all the feels. Bruno Mars gives me all the feels. I'm not even going to lie about it. What? Not even gonna, like Bruno Mars. One of the, like if there's anybody right now in in music that I could go see play live, I think Bruno Mars would be the top of the list. He gives you the feels. Yeah, yeah. He makes my he, he makes my, my 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 body feel things. He makes my body. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not going to be able to save this in any way that keeps me employed. So I'm just going to keep moving right along. <laughs> All right, that's what we're doing now. Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. I'm sorry, America. I just made everybody uncomfortable. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Um. Uh, let's have a little bit of fun. All right. So, Evan, uh, we're going to bring producer extraordinaire Evan in. Evan's been on vacation for a few yes. days, Evan. While you were gone, things got a little off the rails, obviously. Apparently. So, 
we're we're going to bring you in here and we're going to do a bigger concern. So you give us something and we'll tell you what's the bigger concern out of the two, right? And, we, yes, and I wasn't here when we did this the first time, so if I screw it up, it's your guys' fault for not telling me how we should do it. I mean, so. I, I, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but... Okay, Evan. This is a reminder for everybody listening that you can always check out Fitz and Harry wherever you get your podcasts. And some producers would have come back and, I don't know, listened to last week's segment to really bone up on it. But that's okay. That's okay. I Go ahead. I, I, I listened. I sent you guys a picture of me listening for the 10 minutes I was in the car the other day. Or did you wear a suit yesterday for just no, for success? No, I did not. I told you I wore a track suit. Um, you didn't <sighs> specify what kind of suit I had to wear. Dress All for right. Sopranos Wednesday. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. Mavericks guard Luka Doncic walked slowly into the postgame media room uh, last night after injuring his left thigh. When asked how the thigh felt, Doncic said, it's not good. So bigger concern. Luka's injury or KD's injury, Harry? Oh, I'm going with Kevin Durant because uh, right now, looking through the lenses of my two eyes, that is, I don't see the Dallas Mavericks as a you know championship contender. Uh, I look at the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant as a you know championship contender. So I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant in those regards. Uh, Harry, are you? Do you have like? Tea or water you're sipping on over there that it like already has tequila in it because you are so wrong about this one. It's definitely Luca. I mean, two things. Number one, when the Suns have been together, although it's been limited, it has been delightful. When KD or when Luca has been out there with Kyrie, it's been okay. So they need all the help they can get trying to figure this thing out. And without Luca, the Mavs will be completely irrelevant throughout the course of the playoffs. So much bigger concern, no Luca, because no Luca, no Mavs attention. Uh, Harry giving me all them faces. I'm just saying, I'm throwing out, I'm throwing out straight facts. All right, bigger concern <laughs> that the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers or that the Ravens lose Lamar Jackson, Fitz. Uh, that the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, because if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to have to listen to you and Greeny every day for the next 365 days. Remind me about the fact that the Jets didn't get Aaron Rodgers, and my soul's not ready for that. Like, I'm trying not to drink too much, but I'm going to have to drink too much that whole process. So definitely, selfishly, a much bigger concern about the Jets, because I don't want to have to listen to that, Harry. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Jets not getting Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that doesn't happen, Evan, we got to listen to you complain. We got to listen to Greeny complain. Damn, we got to listen to Fireman Ed complain. We also got to listen to Joe Namath say, you know what? Here we go again. Here we go again. So think about the Jets fans who will be, you know, very, very upset by not having a quarterback once again, follow up question here, Harry. Bigger, I'm just hopping in. Bigger concern: the Jets don't get Aaron. What What would be more disruptive to our year personally, you and I? The Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, and fans spend all year complaining about it. Or the Jets get Aaron Rodgers. Turns out he's not all that good, and then they spend all year complaining about it. Which one's more a personal hell for us? I think I think not getting Aaron Rodgers because then they'll regret the fact that they didn't get to see him. Well, it wouldn't be hell for us. It'll be great content for us. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. I'll tell you, if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers and and then don't get Lamar Jackson, because like the Jets end up with someone other than like like some Strebler, like Zach. Yeah, if they end up with like Zach Wilson and Mike White, you guys won't have to hear from me again. Like literally, I will stop talking about the Jets. <laughs> I will not talk about the New York Jets if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, or like Jimmy G. Like you I, won't I just be won't able to help yourself when uh-huh. when I, Aaron Rodgers is having him. an MVP season nope. somewhere else. You're gonna be nope. like, we should have had him. No, nope, I'm not gonna talk about it. Okay, okay. at all. All okay. right. What's next? Speaking of New York, bigger concern. That Daniel Jones doesn't repeat his 2022 season or that Saquon Barkley doesn't repeat his, Harry? 
Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones because Saquon Barkley is on the franchise tag, right? And if he doesn't have that season that you're expecting him to have, you can potentially let him walk. Daniel Jones, we know the guaranteed money is for two years. Um, now, I, you would have it out after that second year, but at the year one, I don't think you'd be feeling comfortable if he's not living up to the expectations. Yeah, I'm with you on Daniel Jones, Harry, but it's in part because like we're already cautiously on the fence for Daniel Jones, so I'm definitely yeah. concerned that we all uh, Humpty Dumpty right off that thing, and then somebody's going to have to <laughs> rebuild all of our confidence in Daniel Jones. What do you got next, Evan? It's championship week in college basketball, yeah. and we're hardly Ooh. talking about it. So bigger concern for college basketball, one and done's, or the lack of national brands? I would say the lack of national brands is the biggest concern. Like, I grew up in an era, and you know this, Harry, uh, openly shilling for a, a signed UNLV, Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman jersey. I grew up in an era where it was absolutely impossible to think of a time that UNLV basketball would not be relevant. Like, UNLV was not going to be at the forefront of people's minds. And now I'm watching program after program after program go through exactly what UNLV went through. Like, how many people even paid attention yesterday when Syracuse lost? How many people have paid attention to Georgetown losing? How many people are really focused even on Duke without Coach K? Like, the the national brands that we're used to seeing are dying off in college basketball. So I think that's a bigger concern. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Like, you, you just don't have the Jay Wills. And recently, college basketball was lucky enough to have Zion Williamson, mm. uh, but you don't have the Kenyon Martins at Cincinnati. Even at the smaller schools, you had the national brands, smaller schools at the time, you had the national brands to, you know, uplift college basketball. I just don't see it uh, right right now. Yeah, Steph Curry, Davidson. Yep. Bigger concern, Anthony Richardson's shortcomings or Will Levis's fits? Um, Will Levis's because Anthony Richardson has put so little on tape that you can justify it. You're like, okay, I've only seen a few games. Maybe there's great out there. You know what I say all the time. Like, the more we get to see quarterbacks, the more we doubt them. A year ago right now, I was telling people, don't take any of these quarterbacks in the draft because next year you got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Going to be great. Now I'm sitting here saying, don't take any of these quarterbacks because next year you have Caleb Williams and you got Drake May. Like, the more we see a quarterbacks, the more we doubt. So the fact that we've seen doubt worthy from Will Levis is a bigger concern. I'm going to go with Will Levis as well because you have a bigger sample size like Fitz just mentioned. Also, um, you know, Will Levis transferred, right, transferred from Penn State to Kentucky uh, where he had a better year than the year after, not so good. But, you know, granted he had players not at, not, not, not at his disposal, but we can't look at that. So I'm going to go with Will Levis in those regards. Yeah, that's a that's a good job by you, Evan. You came into this really uh, a solid did, job on your first bigger concern. You you can you, we'll give you permission to do it again next. Like week. you got up on that step stool and you really did your thing, Evan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you have to lower the mic substantially without Devin here, or just a little bit? Yeah, usually I sit on Devin's shoulders. So okay. yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, Evan, like, you know baby, those Evan. those pool games where like you got somebody on your shoulders. That's how Evan walks through campus every single day. All right, what do NFL players actually look for in free agency? We'll ask somebody that knows right now better than anybody. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.